Welcome to Becoming Boundary, the podcast that teaches you how to say yes to the space you need and the connection you crave. I'm your host, Krista Resnick. I'm a master life coach and boundary expert for women. I'm also a sought-after speaker and mother to three adultish sons. It wasn't that long ago that I was a boundary disaster. My time never felt like my own. I couldn't set a boundary and speak my truth. And my most important relationships suffered greatly. Fast forward to today, and I've successfully coached thousands of women to heal from their people-pleasing patterns and step into true freedom and confidence. I created Becoming Boundary to help you do the same. Be sure to tune in for tips and tools from me, interviews with other incredible coaches and therapists and speakers, plus one-on-one live coaching calls and so much more. If you're ready to start setting healthy boundaries so you can create the space you need and the connection you crave, then you're in the right space. Welcome to another episode of Becoming Boundaried. So glad that you're here hanging out with me today, whether you've been hanging out with me for a while or whether you're brand new to the show. Super glad that you are here either way. Couple of announcements for you. Well, actually, I guess it would only be one announcement. So doors are open to my brand new signature, coaching program from Fawn to Fierce. You do not have to hang out in burnout and resentment. You do not have to be flip-floppy on your boundaries, tolerant of mediocre relationships. Let me ask you this. Are you watching other women wishing you could set amazing, healthy boundaries like them? Are you wishing that you too could have a moment of peace, a minute of self-care? Are you settling for mediocrity in your relationships, in your work? Are you wondering why you can't seem to break through your people-pleasing, overgiving, fix-everyone patterns? Are you secretly questioning why you just keep attracting the same kind of toxic relationships over and over again? Or maybe you're constantly riddled with guilt when you try to say no. So you acquiesce and you say yes, just this once more. Well, I got you. And this is exactly why I created my new four-month coaching program from Fawn to Fierce. It's exactly what the title says, moving from Fawn, which is the people-pleasing pattern, to Fierce. Giving yourself that same fierce mama bear energy that you pour out onto everybody else. So in this four-month workshop, well, not workshop, coaching program, you're going to learn how to own and express your needs while making self-honoring choices that feel authentic and true. You're going to master the ins and outs of releasing your emotions in a healthy and safe manner. You're going to learn how to set healthy boundaries for yourself based on your needs and desires, not somebody else's. And you will uncover your truth, your purpose, your joy, your power, your fierce and passionate energy. Friends, teaching you how to step into your fierceness and own your worth is my kind of jam. We start October 6th. So register now. Doors are open. Get in now. The link for Fawn to Fierce is going to be in the show notes. There's going to be everything in the link that you need, all of the details. There's going to be more about the program once you click the link. But get inside. This is such a beautiful opportunity to work with me at a fraction of what it costs to work with me privately. Plus, you're putting yourself inside a beautiful, supportive, and safe community, a sacred sisterhood. And that is such an essential pillar to this healing and growth work. We do not heal alone. We rise together. We go up together. I am such an advocate of sisterhood. So part of the community is part of the healing and growth and the transformation that will take place 
in your life over the next four months. So click the link, come on inside, fond fierce. It's going to be so, so amazing. And I cannot wait to support you. So today I have something a little different on the show. I thought it would be really fun to interview someone who was in the thick of entrepreneurship and in the thick of, well, not in cur- currently in the thick of, but who really understands the struggle of setting boundaries, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. And I thought it would be fun to have a conversation of what it actually looked like in somebody's life that was doing the boundary work and really learning and leaning into their boundaries so that they could take their business to the next level. So Afton Brazzoni is the founder of Scribe National, where she and her team have the pleasure of helping billion-dollar companies and solopreneurs alike with their marketing. Afton launched Scribe National in 2019, and since then, they've helped over 50 clients worldwide unleash their brilliance through the written word. So Afton really understands what it takes to grow a company from zero to six figures in its first year during a pandemic and to double their revenue the following year. Part of that? was implementing healthy boundaries. (laughs) Afton is on a mission with her brand for demand program to help 100 business owners communicate the value of their work so they can command their worth and build a company that brings them joy. How many of you would love to do that, right? A company that brings you joy. When Afton isn't working, she's spending time with her hubby, hiking with her two French bulldogs where they live in the foothills of the Canadian Rockies. So friends, kick back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Afton Brazzoni. Afton, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Krista. Yes, absolutely. We are going to get deep down and dirty with some of the boundaries that you personally had to flush out in your own life. We were talking before we hit the record button that You know, it's one thing to listen to principles and teachings, and it's a whole other thing to listen to somebody else's journey and somebody else's story and to see yourself potentially in their story. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Before we dive into some of your own personal boundaries, I know what you do, but why don't you fill the listeners in as to what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just want to say that this is really exciting for me because usually when I'm on a podcast, I'm talking about marketing, which is what I do. <laughs> um, and so, I'm, and I'm sure, you know, we can, we can touch on that today, but so I, I am, you know, kind of new in my journey as a business owner, really. My company Scribe National is a content writing studio. We actually turn three at the end of this month. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah. And so we've got two sides to our business. So on the, the more established side, which is what I started out with, we do content strategy and writing primarily for B2B companies and with a lot of companies in the tech space, which has been you know really interesting for me to learn over the years because I come from a journalism background. And so I've interviewed all kinds of people. And so to kind of step into that world has been fascinating. Um, So typically with them, you know, we're working on monthly content engagements and helping them tell stories, really, like you mentioned storytelling earlier, and it's such a key part of what I do. Um, So that's, you know, the content writing side of the business. And then on the other side of our company, we actually work with entrepreneurs, business owners to help them master their brand messaging and their own content strategies so they can feel more confident in their marketing, you know, and really increase their revenue as a result. Um, A lot of people you know, just kind of feel lost with marketing. So my, my group program brand for demand is where we work together to really nail down those foundational elements of brand. Beautiful. So you are juggling a lot of hats. You are doing a lot of things. And my guess is that because for most of us, boundaries just aren't this natural. Well, they are natural. Yes, they are natural. Let's, let's start with that. They actually are. And the way we're conditioned, the way we're raised, 
some of the coping strategies, survival patterns that we fall into really block us from setting those healthy boundaries to grow and expand and to elevate our businesses and to really step into that highest future self and lead. So talk to us about, you know, what were some of the boundaries that you had to first start setting and was that a challenge for you? Oh, (laughs) yes. Um, Well, well, first of all, let me just say that I am still very much in the middle of this process. I definitely have always found boundaries to be a challenge. Um, I would consider myself a people pleaser. You know, I, I want to be liked. I want to make sure I'm not offending anyone. And I think that that's really common. Um, and so I think just having a little bit of self-awareness around, you know, whatever that is for you and why you may or may not struggle with boundaries is, you know, is always super key. But I would say that early in my business, I think that you do also need to think critically about it because I think that there's a time and a place like for me to get the business off the ground, you know, the boundaries I think did have to be a little more fluid because, you know, I wanted to obviously build a name for the company, get clients. And so sometimes that does require, you know, working hours that maybe you don't want to work or like I was working early mornings into the evening every weekend. And you could look at that and say, you know, those are terrible boundaries. And to an extent that would be true. But I think that when you're making a decision to have a certain outcome, like sometimes that's okay. I think it's just about not having that be a long-term situation. And so I think establishing boundaries with yourself, you know, with clients, um, with team members, setting expectations, like communicating those expectations are all things that you naturally just learn because you have to. Otherwise, I think that it oftentimes leads to burnout or, you know, pretty much always does, um, particularly with, you know, the entrepreneurial lifestyle. And so over the past three years, I have really consciously worked to set stronger boundaries. Um, and, And a lot of it is internal and sort of saying like, okay, I'm placing this sense of urgency on myself to do something, you know, there's no one else placing it. Why, why am I doing that? Can I try to challenge that um, initial reaction a little bit? You know, can I try to sort of build more space and and claim more space? So that would be one example. And then certainly with client work, you know, processes, procedures, the way we do things as a company, I would say that, you know, for any business owner, I didn't really realize that it was okay, you know, to like, I have, I have an amazing business coach who talks about that as a business owner, you know, we build a world, Uh, her name is Eleanor Beaton. She's incredible. Um, And that clients sort of like, we invite them to work with us in that world. And I never thought about it that way before. I always thought about it in the sense of like, we'll just make happen whatever you need, you know? And, and I think, Because our number one value as a company at Scribe National is excellence, that has been a constant sort of like tightrope walking almost to an extent for me to understand what it means to deliver excellence, but to also stand in my own boundaries and to not like just be a pushover, right? Because they're not the same thing, but I would often equate them as the same thing. Well, if we don't do exactly, you know, what's being asked, it's not excellence. Or if we don't over-deliver, it's not excellence. Or so it, it's been an interesting value to have as our primary company value, but it's it's actually been, I've I've learned a lot. Yeah. So you collapsed excellence almost with, I'm hearing, correct me if I'm wrong, but almost with this idea of being boundaryless. Like we have to just give and we have to, you know, act like things are urgent and just be on demand for this person that is making this request of us. That's what excellence looks like. So having to really dig into even your definition of what excellence actually is. Yeah. And that's, 
And I started to realize that I was like, okay, it's, it's because of this value. And it didn't mean that it was not the right value to have, because I still absolutely believe in like excellent customer service, delivering excellent work product. Like I do believe in all of those things, but I think, so for example, in certain situations, you know, business owners often say, and, and coaches often say, like, if you have a you know, a client relationship that's less than ideal, right? I don't like to use the term bad client, but if, you know, a situation that's that's not ideal, that maybe it isn't really the right fit, that actually often ends up draining all of the time and energy from your other clients and from other things in your business that deserve attention. And so instead of looking at it in the way where I would think, well, well no, I need to fix this at all costs because excellence, I actually, um, I was, I was speaking with a woman in the mastermind that I'm in and she, she phrased it in such a great way for me where she said, well, no excellence would actually be, you know, letting this go and focusing on the clients and the team members, you know, that, that deserve your attention and that you need to serve and that can benefit from that. So it's just, I think sometimes it's a mind shift of like, this boundary is not selfish and it's not a cop-out, it's actually helping myself and others. Yeah. Yeah. And that is something that I always end up having to usually dive pretty deep into with clients is they have collapsed boundaries or equated boundaries with being selfish. Because again, going back into, you know, our patterning, our wounds, our hurts, our traumas, usually there is some sort of conditioning, especially I believe for women, I think for men as well. Um, So I do want to be clear on that because I have actually seen it in lots and lots of men, but especially for women, because there is so much conditioning around being the nice girl, being the good girl. So we think, we believe that boundaries are selfish. So there's got to be almost this uncoupling or this untangling, threading out that boundaries are really about being honest with what your capacity is in this season of life. They're being honest with who you are and what you stand for. And to your point, we'll weave this in what you value. Like these are my values. And I'm going to be honest about what it is that aligns for me within my values. If that doesn't align with you, with your values, cool. But these are my values and this is what I stand for. Yeah, that's, that's also true. And I think like, again, it is something that we, I don't know if you're ever there at the end of the journey where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm so, I mean, and and if some people are like, that's fantastic. I, I think that there's definitely been moments where like I've set a boundary and I've felt guilty about it afterwards, but that often does pass. If you can just sort of sit with the uncomfortableness of of doing that. That's key. That's just allowing yourself to sit in the discomfort. I I was coaching someone actually yesterday to your point that we were talking about the same thing. I don't know that it ever, it ever gets easy to the point that I don't believe we're tin men. I don't believe that we are heartless. We're human beings that uh, crave connection and vulnerability and have hurts And we care about one another. And with that comes this, these feelings, right? These feelings. And so it's not about being feelinglessness. (laughs) That's a word at all. It's about saying, you know what? I'm really uncomfortable right now. This boundary is really, really uncomfortable for me. And I'm going to set it anyway, even though my knees are knocking, my armpits are sweating. And it literally feels like somebody turned my body temperature up five bajillion degrees. I'm going to set it anyway, because this is, this is a, this is about me being honest with who I am and what I have the capacity for. Yes. Yeah. I think definitely earlier in my career, like before I owned my business, I was someone that was not honest with myself at all about what I had the capacity for. And I would always take on too much. And it was to the point where if I didn't feel overwhelmed, that actually seemed abnormal. And so I would then fill the schedule or the space with something so that I would be back at like that 
absolute maximum capacity overwhelm. Yeah. And that was familiar to your system. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, exactly. That was, that was the thing. And so I think that also takes a while to sort of, I, I don't know, uncondition ourselves, I guess, and, and say like, it's okay to give yourself what you need. Yeah. 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 Sometimes that can be, and I actually did a podcast. I can link that up in the show notes for the listeners on emotional addiction. Sometimes it can be that we are so addicted to feeling like everything's urgent or feeling hypervigilant or whatever it is that when we don't have those feelings, that adrenaline, that cortisol running through our system, it's almost as if ah, something's wrong. What's wrong. And now we're going to create X, Y, and Z to bring us up into that feeling state again. And it could be other reasons outside of that, but that is just a possibility is what I was kind of hearing you say, you know, Afton, I love where you started with this talking about boundaries being fluid. And I think that's something worth unpacking a little bit because so many people, when they come into this work and this is totally okay, totally valid. I actually did it. So I was one of those people. My boundaries were so rigid because I had been boundaryless for so long. So then the pendulum, you know, flipped to the other side. And it was as if I was like, no, ain't nobody taking advantage of me. Like, I'm not saying yes to nothing from here on out. And I went to the other extreme. And how I was able to really recognize that was feeling isolated and lonely. So I love that you brought up that concept of being fluid with your boundaries. Was that something that was challenging for you? Did that, that feel normal to you? Describe that a little bit. Yeah, this does continue to be a challenge. And what you said resonated with me too, because sometimes I'll find that myself sort of putting up a boundary and I don't really know if it's just for the sake of putting it up because I'm afraid to be back where I was before. Um, and so, as you mentioned, like the pendulum, and this is so true with, with many things in life, right? It's, it swings completely to the other direction. And so I think, I think that a really key aspect of healthy boundaries is trusting yourself. And so what I mean is that if a situation arises, you can make the choice to, say yes to something. And that doesn't have to mean that, you know, you've completely negated all of the boundaries. Like every situation is individual. So maybe there is a situation in which you would be a little less rigid on a boundary than you normally would. And the only person who's going to, you know, be able to decide that is you. And so I think that we just really need to be thoughtful when we make these decisions. And, and again, like I am definitely still working on this because a lot of time my reaction will just to be like, nope, put the boundary up. And it's like, okay, well, maybe we need to examine whether in this situation we actually can make any concessions or give a little bit more. And, and it's like, if we're solid enough in knowing ourselves, then that's not going to become a pattern and we're not going to necessarily go back to being a yes person or a people pleaser all over again. But it's just that, yeah, we need to treat in, um, situations as individual circumstances. Yeah. I think that is so essential in this work is, and here's where I've been able to really take boundaries to a little bit different level than a lot of people out there who are teaching boundaries. Not that that's right or wrong. Traditional boundary work is fantastic, but where I really like to land and in the area that I love to play with is listening to the body. What sort of feedback, what sort of insight and wisdom is the body giving you? So when you really lean into that, it might be okay for your bestie to stop over every single Tuesday and Thursday at lunch hour and grab a quick bite with you while you're on break. And it might not be okay for your mother to do that. For whatever reason, you don't even have to justify or explain yourself. But when you really listen to the feedback of the body, that's in essence what you need to go with. You know, I, I've had a couple people recently reach out to me, several actually, it's, it's more than a couple, about being on the podcast. And everything in my body 
has said no. When I go up into the story mind, there's all the reasons why I should let them be on. All the reasons why they would be good applicants, why their stories might be helpful to someone. But in the whole scheme of things, the body for me always wins. And there were red flags, like something, I don't even totally know what, something in my body just did not have that full body yes when I thought about having them on the show. I love that. I think that it's something that, especially in in business, I can certainly relate to. And in our personal lives too, like when we're so overscheduled or, you know, sort of running from task to task or, you know, just the, the everyday stresses, if we don't sort of slow down to actually tune in, because you could miss that. Like if you could not even be used to listening to your body and it could, you know, you could just totally miss all of those signals. So I think being aware that that is a good way to read those situations and actually giving yourself the time to recognize it. I would imagine it's something that, you know, the more you do it, the better you become at sort of recognizing like, okay, this feeling is coming up for me and and I need to listen to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You talked about the self-trust. That was something that I was like, what? (laughs) How do you, how do you do that? (laughs) You know, that was part of, that's been part of my healing is to really shed the people pleasing pattern. Again, as you mentioned, I don't know that it's ever gone 150%. I still see it surface from time to time. I simply have the tools now in my tool belt to be able to recognize it really quickly and go, Oh, wow, there it is. There it is. And I can, I can ride the waves of it and work through it pretty quickly, but listening to the body has, has been a journey. And along with listening to the body, it really has helped me learn how to trust myself, how to trust my intuition and really lead from that place. So let's talk a little bit about how did you know, Afton, that you needed to set some boundaries? I think it'd be fun for the listeners to actually hear hear real-time examples of how did that alarm bell go off for you that, that sounded like, oh my goodness, I, I need a boundary in this area? Or did you, I mean, did you know you needed a boundary? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in several situations, and I mean, I think again, you know, with, with being a business owner, you do of course want to, you want to make your clients happy, right? You want to provide excellent service, but um, you know, there have been situations in which It's just, I think when it's occupying your mind all the time, like I had a situation where I would literally wake up thinking about it and it's like, that's actually not okay. That that's the first thing that's popping into my head is this client situation. And, you know, I think that you just sort of have to logically walk down like, okay, have we done what we can to resolve this from a reasonable standpoint? you know, and as long as you have, it's like, maybe, maybe there's a time where you may need to say like this relationship isn't working for, for me. Um, and that's okay. And that was super, super difficult. And I've only done it once. Um, but you know, if you need support, like I had, I had support, um, from all of the women in my mastermind, which was amazing. They actually like suggested a bunch of different Sometimes if you can't, you know, you can't come up with the words, right? Because you're just not used to asserting yourself in that way. And so I think the more we are open about these things and ask for support and be like, I, I would, I would like to do this, but I'm not sure how to approach it, you know? Um, and, and so that was definitely something that immediately freed up the mental space. Like, and again, as I mentioned earlier, I felt bad about it afterward. I questioned it. Like, was it the right decision? But then, you know, had an immense amount of mental space that I could then dedicate to other projects and my team members and just my, you know, I wasn't waking up with it being the first thing on my mind in the morning anymore. Um, So, yeah. And then I think, you know, in terms of other things, like there, there have been, you know, many, many small situations in my life, like even with service providers that I, hire for things. Um, you know, I've had situations where I've just kind of felt like, 
as a client of someone, because that's it's the flip side too, right? Like we serve people in our own businesses, in our own lives, but then we also have needs. And, and so if I'm, you know, working with a service provider and I'm not really feeling like the relationship is great or I'm getting what I need, I would much more be the type before to just sort of accept like subpar service or behavior that I didn't, that I wouldn't do with my own clients. Whereas now I've, you know, I've set numerous boundaries where I've been like, thank you so much, you know, for everything over the past few years, but like, this is no longer working out and I'm going to be looking for someone else to help me with this. And I think, again, that's okay. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's okay at any time if you change your mind. Right. And that's something I never, ever, ever knew or understood before, because I always thought that if, if you said yes to something or if a, you know, if something was agreed upon, that was just it forever. But like circumstances change and the way that you feel about things change. And it is okay to say, you know, this is no longer working or serving me. Yeah. I love that. It is okay. Permission granted to change your mind. Something similar to that also is it's okay to not know. Like people, a lot of people think we have to know yes or no and set the boundaries around that. Sometimes the boundary is, I don't know right now. And I've really learned for myself, I am someone who likes to sit in things and marinate in things. And I really like to get the feedback of the body. Well, that requires time and space. So the boundary for me then gets to be, I don't know right now. I need to think on this for 24 hours. Yeah, that's so key. And then I, so I think that there's almost two layers. So it's like, that's the bound, that's the external boundary. And then at least for me, I, cause I have that situation too. The boundary with myself is that internal, you are the one imposing a sense of urgency. You need to remove this so that you can then communicate the external boundary, which is that you need the time, right? Because yeah, yeah, I've just, I've just always very much like I come from a journalism background, so I thrive on deadlines, but it's like, some of them aren't necessary or, you know, especially not the self-imposed ones. Yeah. Well, and I would imagine there have been times where that has created a little bit of chaos and havoc for your team. When you're sort of acting like there's always fires to be putting out. So I would imagine that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Setting that in. I love that you brought up internal boundaries. People ask me all the time. Is that a thing? (gasps) Absolutely. It's as big as external boundaries, if not maybe bigger. Oh yeah. Because it's like, if you don't set those boundaries for yourself, people are either just going to assume that it, that certain things are okay. Or, you know, like one thing that I've learned over the years is even, even though, you know, I, I do like to work ahead of schedule. Um, you don't want to, you know, setting a precedent that you're always going to do something early or that you're always available for clients. Like that's not actually serving anybody. Now, of course I am, you know, we literally always do things on time, if not a little bit before, but not to an extreme that it's like, people come to expect that, you know, because you don't need to, like, yeah. you don't need to over-deliver in that way. Yeah. Similar to your value of excellence, Afton, I have a value that I call red carpet service. So it, it would basically be, you know, serving with integrity, serving with excellence. And one of the boundaries that I have is not being in contact with clients on Sundays. And there are times where i I don't want to say I break my own boundary. I am fluid back to your original point of that fluidity. If my whole family's out golfing on Sunday and I'm hanging out by myself, I love to get ahead of the ball game a little bit, work on some things for the week. And if I happen to see that a client voxes me and I actually have the space and the bandwidth for that, I don't mind. I don't mind. They know that this is not probably going to be consistent or typical, but I get to be fluid. I get to make that choice because it feels good to me. Choice is so essential. I think when it comes to boundaries, I think they really 
go hand in hand, being able to have that choice. I agree completely because it's about the concept that, you know, you are the one directing your own life and the way that things unfold in that and in your business. And I very similarly will often choose to work a bit on a weekend for the same reason, but yeah, it's, I think that it's just like, you're doing that from a place of agency and autonomy. And it's not, it's not because you've poorly scheduled yourself, right? Like there's such a huge difference. And that is the difference The come from the energy in which you come from is totally different. Yeah. And I mean, I don't also think that it serves you to be overly restrictive and say like, well, no, I said, I wasn't going to work on Sunday, even though, you know, it's actually going to have a positive outcome because you're going to get ahead for the week. So I'm, I'm, I treat that the same way. Like I think as long as it's, it's coming from, yeah, just the place where it's coming from is good. Yeah. 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 So I'm hearing you say one of the internal boundaries that you had to set was this idea of acting like everything was urgent, really slowing yourself down. What are some of the other indicators where you knew, oh gosh, a boundary needs to be set. And what did that look like? The mental chatter. I heard the mental chatter when you were waking up in the morning. And that was the first thing on your mind was that client. I think you mentioned that was another internal boundary. What else? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And that was, that was definitely a a specific situation and it really actually set the stage for me to realize that there were a lot of other boundaries, you know, like I was saying, just with situations where I didn't feel like I was getting you know, sort of the service I would deliver to my own clients. Um, And, you know, I think just in, just even outside of business, like in a, in a personal capacity where I kind of said earlier, I talked earlier about like the people pleasing or not wanting to offend someone. I think that sometimes even, you know, we just want to honor our own boundaries around like well, for example, your, your opinions on things, right. And not always trying to be the diplomatic one or trying to, you know, just agree for the sake of agreeing with something. And like, that's something that over the years I have really had to work on and, you know, can now pretty confidently say like, okay, well, that's, you know, that's very valid that you think this, I actually feel this way as opposed to just completely agreeing with someone, you know, I think, and again, like it comes back to what you said listening to the body. So like, if you are, and I guess listening to the brain, so if you're waking up in the morning, thinking of a a situation, the first thing that you wake up, you know, like maybe you need a boundary about that. If you are constantly exhibiting the same behaviors, and then you sort of feel like you've betrayed yourself after because you didn't speak up and share your real opinion on something. Like, I think those are, those are both indicators, you know, it's sort of, setting a boundary feels uncomfortable, but not setting one actually also causes a great deal of discomfort as well. Oh, I love that. And I say all the time at some point after, and we have to get really serious about that because the boundaries in which you're speaking of are often boundaries where people don't need to know that you don't agree with them. Like you could part ways, go home and nobody needed to know that you didn't agree with them. Right. But you know, exactly. and when you wake up the next morning, if you start really paying attention to the feedback of the body, you will start to notice that there are signs and symptoms of you being out of integrity with you. Headaches, neck, shoulder pains, all sorts of different somatic symptoms when you're not living in integrity with yourself. And we've got to get serious about that. And I think some of the mental and emotional boundaries are the ones you know, when we're not sharing our opinions, when we're going along to get along, when we're just blending with other people so that we're not upsetting the apple cart and we're subordinating and walking on eggshells and placating, those are some of the messiest. And again, back to the original point that there's a time where we have to get really serious about not self-abandoning because how we do anything is how we do everything. That will show up in other areas of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think it does also speak to those internal boundaries that we talked about where, like you said, no one's necessarily going to know, but you're going to know. And so at which, at, at which point, like for me, it definitely just became enough is enough. Like it was just, it was just like, I need to actually address 
boundaries in all areas of my life. And, and I did, and it, it felt so rewarding. Um, it was so, so needed and such a good step to take. But as I have mentioned a couple of times, the process continues. Yeah, for <laughs> um, sure. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. What was some of the work that you had to do to stand firm in your boundaries, Afton? Well, so I think, like I mentioned, just kind of not trying to do it alone, right? So, like, I read books, I talked about it in my business mastermind group and got support. I talked about it with my therapist. Like, there were, you know, many things to sort of dig into it on my own and with other people and to also be accountable to myself, but also to them once I had sort of, you know, if, um, spoken about it openly, right? Because sometimes it's really, really hard to be accountable to ourselves. And again, I actually think that's something, you know, we've, we've got to prioritize that, but even in the meantime, when it's, when it's difficult, or if, if you're not able to, you know, when you, when you let someone else in and sort of, you know, like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. And then coming back to them and they'll, they'll ask, you know, how did it go setting that boundary? Yeah. I love that. I, I wrote that down as you were speaking a little while ago, actually, so we could circle back to that. What came up for me was being vulnerable, such a theme, such a topic in today's world, especially for a people pleaser, because a lot of, I'm not calling you a people pleaser, but you had used that word yeah, yeah. Um, because I don't believe that anybody is a people pleaser. I believe that there's a part of them that uses people pleasing as a protective strategy to feel approved of to perhaps have some control so that they, in essence, stay safe. Very true. But that vulnerability for someone who has that people-pleasing part is really, really hard because so often what comes along with the people-pleasing is sort of those perfectionistic type tendencies. We want to make sure that we get it right. We want to make sure that we've got all of our T's crossed, all of our I's dotted. So oftentimes what I find, and I don't know if this is true for you, it's like needs I don't have needs. Uh, no, I'm just meeting everybody else's needs. Needs me? No, no needs over here. No, everything's fine. <laughs> so vulnerability can be so risky for those of us that do identify with that people-pleasing tendency. So was that something that that you experienced or was that, nah, that's easy for me? Well, what I can say is, you know, I don't, I, I relate and to some of that and then in other ways not, but I think for me, I definitely want to seem like I've got it all together, right? Like so many of us do. And so I think in that instance, vulnerability can be difficult, but in other ways, like I, you know, I, I actually love talking openly about like challenges or, you know, things that I've had to work through. And so that, yeah, so it, it's like a yes and no on that one. And I mean, I don't know. I just think it's, it's always a journey. Right. But I think that the more, like, I don't, I wouldn't have made the progress that I've had today if I had just sort of kept it all in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You allowed yourself to lean into risk. You allowed yourself to lean into vulnerability and get the support behind you to really elevate yourself personally and professionally. Yeah, it's it's really critical. And and now I get to, you know, I get to have wonderful conversations like this because I've actually done some work on this and I understand the huge significance that it has on everything really. Like just well, first and foremost, your happiness, right? Because as you spoke about self-abandonment, like you when you're when you're not doing that, of course you're gonna be happier. But then also I think like your um the way you show up in your business, the way you show up in your life and your relationships with people, and of course, importantly, again, like in your relationship with yourself. Yeah. It's you worth know, like the it's worth doing the work. Oh, it is so worth doing the work. Oh, I, I can't even fathom where I would be had I not have stepped into the work. Yeah. It's terrifying to think about, you know, people often ask me why boundaries, how did you land on that being your niche? But to your point, 
it was the thing that kept getting mirrored back to me with every single client, you know, wanting to upscale, wanting to elevate, wanting to use their voice, wanting to step into the next level of themselves, wanting to buy their business partner out and really, you know, bust glass ceilings and all of those things. And what it always came to was these boundaries either with themselves or external that were oftentimes what was holding them back. Yeah, I believe it. I really do because it like when those things are cleared away, it can just like you can you can focus so much more on the the next right step for you that is going to be in integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what you're really doing with boundary work is you're doing self-worth work because they are absolutely a hundred and a bajillion percent connected and you're cleaning out the patterns. You're cleaning out the patterns that for many people that struggle with boundaries look like people pleasing, codependency, subordinating, placating, all of those things. So you're, you're working on healing those so you can really stand in your truth and and lead. Yeah. I mean, when you put it like that, like it's, it's a beautiful thing to do. And I think it's a gift, you know, that anyone can give themselves really is, is to just, you know, even if it feels uncomfortable, which I'm sure it will, it's like, just, just step into it. And it is something that gets easier. Um, and again, you can, you can move back and forth on the boundary scale as you like. Yeah. It is the only way we grow (laughs) is by sitting in the discomfort. I truly believe it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So for that female entrepreneur that's listening or really any female at all, because, you know, as we mentioned before we hit record, how we do anything is how we do everything. So even if you're not a female entrepreneur, this will apply to you. What are one, two, three tops, some suggestions that you have when they are leading teams, when they are leading themselves, when they are looking to set boundaries, but maybe feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, maybe even resentful. What's some advice you might, a couple tips, advice, whatever comes to mind. What, what do you got for them? So three top tips for people. I think the first thing is to pause. Like, as we talked about, you know, taking that moment to sort of give yourself the time you need to actually figure out how you feel about something. If you do feel like it's pushing up against a boundary, because if you react in the moment, you may not, you know, make the best decision for you. And so I think just taking time. Um, The second thing would actually be, you know, to look for patterns. Like if there's a situation that you keep encountering in your life, it might be something, you know, there, there could be something there that means that you need to address it, right? If there's a negative situation where like people are always asking you to do, you know, extra work or whatever it is. Um, and that maybe you need to establish, like write down a little, well, this could be a third tip, I suppose, is like, if you don't feel sort of prepared, look for the support, right? Like write down a script if you need to, um, you know, lean on people and resources. Like you don't have to figure this all out, especially if it's not natural to you. Like I said, I've read books. I've talked with people in my mastermind. I've talked with a therapist about it. Like it's, it's, you can do so many things. Um, so just, yeah, give yourself the space, um, look for, you know, look for the patterns and look for support. Mm, I love that. So simple as I always say, but not always easy. Like we talk about that all the time on the podcast, what I teach, what I coach, the principles, the the tools that are shared are often so simple. And yet when we actually try to apply them, you know, where I got stuck was number one, you're like the power of the pause. I talk about it all the time, but I just couldn't, I couldn't pause when I became dysregulated. That was so much of my work was to pause and not allow myself to go into pattern, whether it was people pleasing, placating, whether it was allowing something vicious to come out of my mouth, (laughs) depending on the relationship and who was coming at me, right? Like the power of the pause was truly my work for a really, really long time. And mentally, I was like, that should be easy. And it was so not easy. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's so not easy. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Afton, this has been such a joy and a treat. We will have all of the links of where people can find you in the show notes. Any other tips, suggestions that you want to leave listeners with? I would just say, you know, appreciate yourself for, for doing the work, right? Like, don't worry if you feel like you're bad at boundaries, just, you know, it's something that can be worked on. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Keep going. Yeah, exactly. It's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah. Thank you, Apton. Thank you so much, Krista. If you like this episode or you're a fan of the Becoming Boundaried show, the best way you can show your support is to share it on your social media outlets and with your family and friends. And if you're feeling really generous, we would love for you to hop on over to iTunes and give us a review. Thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of this community. Have an amazing week and as always, Stay true to you.